I am deeply, deeply unwell, Chance. Oh, my wife also has the flu. Is that what you mean? No, this is a this is a deeper hurt, a deeper ache. Okay. Um, yesterday I had the day off because President's Day. Thanks, Presidents. I guess. Um, did something good. Got me the day off. Um, but I decided because I was at that point in watching it, but I was going to watch the finale of Mash. Okay. And I just felt the whole last half of that two-hour-long thing just being so emotional and so sad. Okay. And it just I was just deeply moved. Deeply moved by it. You were deeply moved by MASH. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I've seen it before, is what's so interesting about it. Okay. I don't even know how many times I've seen it before. And See, I'm still just, like, sitting there on my couch, like, tears running down my face. See, Cameron, this is the problem. If you had gone down to ask a question at the Pod Meets World show uh-huh. and talked to Will Friedell about MASH, he probably would have, like, wanted to hang out with us after. Yeah. It's a real shortcoming in my life. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad. I'm just putting it out there in the universe. Will Friedell, get at us. Well, but he's not going to, though. But he might. He can just feel it. You know? One mash head to another. Okay. Okay. There can't be that many. No, the finale is only still to this day the most watched um, and highest rated episode of television of all time. More watched than High School Musical, I think. I, I know. It is, though. What mm, is it? Yeah, I, I, I checked it just yesterday. I mean, does MASH have We're All In This Together? We're breaking free? Um, Get your head in the game? You know, In a sense, Charles uh, Emerson Winchester III does um, have a group of Chinese POWs that he's, he's um, that they're all musicians, and he's teaching them and kind of conducting them to play uh, Mozart. Cameron, that's just the origin story of Charles Entertainment Cheese. Maybe. But then they all get blown up in the end, and it's very sad. Well, there's a reason they switched to animatronics, yes. Yeah, because then they can't they can't get blown up. Is MASH just the sequel or the prequel to Chuck E. Cheese? I don't think so. I I think it's worth exploring. You know, so you've given me a hard time before about not not yes anding you. <laughs> But I, I just don't know if I can follow you on this one. <laughs> I, I think it's worth exploring is all I'm saying. Fancy, you're leading me down a road I can't follow. Um, I have no co- no connection to MASH whatsoever. Fancy, you're tearing me apart. You're um, breaking my heart. Um, I, I, I can make these jokes because I have just zero connection to MASH. Radar, that's a thing. That is a thing. You're right. Yeah, there's an episode where a surgeon dresses as a girl. And it's a thing for some reason. There's a running gag throughout most of the show. There's Corporal Klinger, where he is trying to get a Section 8 to be sent home. A Section 8 is like, you're crazy, you're discharged from the army. And the way he tries to do it for a long time is wearing women's clothing. Oh, okay. so they would say that he's crazy, but then ultimately he just gets really into it. Um, and he, he likes to part of the bit. No, not in that way so much. But he's just like, just gets very into it um, in a way that's just very, very fun and very funny. And then after the war, dresses as a mouse and gets really into it. Starts a pizza place. Well, no, because it's funny because he's trying to get sent home from Korea. And in the end, he falls in love with a Korean woman. 
um, and they get married and stay behind to try to find her family as they were separated um, in the midst of all the evacuations towards the end of the war. Could she have been a Korean robotics expert? I think she was a farm girl. Pioneered animatronics, perhaps. I mean, I guess anything's possible. But again, I just don't think I can follow you. I'm just saying. Everything you're, Everything's turning up, Chuck. <laughs> sure. Sure That's, it is. All of MASH is about Chuck E. Cheese. It's just been there in front of our faces all this time. As plain as the whisker, whiskers on Chuck's face. <laughs> plain as the whiskers. I, I love that. Yes. Oh, it's a it's a real weird connected universe. From Mash to Chuck E. Cheese to Freddy Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird a weird road we all follow. Yeah, Chica, the Five Nights at Freddy's robot. She quotes a lot. She she says a lot of Alan Alda Hawkeye quotes, and people don't people don't understand why, but yeah. it's there. Yeah. It's there. And there were the fox pirate one animatronic. There mm-hmm. there was a foxy pirate in MASH probably in an episode or two. You know, it's some of the lesser known episodes, but I think you're right. Probably, right? <laughs> there is literally no one who's watching who could correct. There's like 250-something episodes. The law of averages says, at least in one of those, there's a, a sexy pirate fox. Yeah. I, I, I meant like a human foxy pirate, but Sure, that too. Oh, okay. You know, potato, potato. Um, there's not a single person who's listening to this who could prove me wrong. I mean, there's a person that's literally on this call right now that could prove you wrong, but... Um, but not not someone who's listening. No, we don't. I mean, we don't know. If you're listening and chance is wrong, let us know. Literally, any of you could let us know. Brought to you by the CW, Dare to Defy. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. And CW, get at us. We've done all the hard work. We've done, we've done all of it. We, 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 we fixed it. You, you come to us, you get you get two seasons and a movie, followed by a time adventure, a hell adventure, a murder mystery, and now we're going to climb a tower and kill God. Like you do. Like you do. Like you're supposed to do at the end of every big show, obviously. Yeah. We're, um, we're, we're going to climb a tower. We're going to kill God with the power of friendship. Mm-hmm. But you heard it here, folks. It is, if you haven't guessed by probably the title of this episode and the things we've just said, not including all the, the things, the terrible things that Chance said about MASH. Um, to be fair. This- they're more is, ignorant than malicious things I said because I don't know any better. You know, people say a lot of really malicious things out of ignorance, Chance. Well, but, see, there's a there's intent involved. Mm. Anyway, I'm not going to belabor the point. Um, but this is the reboot. This is the Season 7 reboot. The Season 7 reboot? Yeah. Who's doing we're, it? We're rebooting it. The CW. Oh. I talked to their people. They said, oh, yeah, we did... Supernatural? Did they do Supernatural? They did. We did Supernatural. 
Get we did all those... shout, Dad, to defy. We did Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. We did Smallville and uh-huh. all those other superhero ones. We did, we did friggin' Riverdale. Yeah. We would absolutely love to take this beautiful thing, this object of perfection that you've created, and just make it, green light it. Green light it. And we're here to we're here to put the the ribbon, the ribbon on the icing on the cake that mm-hmm. is this creation that we've made. Agreed. Um, yeah, absolutely. CDW, get at us. Um, if you remember correctly, uh, we left season six. Um, it was revealed um, that uh, Stan Stan the Plumber Man's uh, fake daughter uh, Nebula Lawrence uh-huh. was a. <laughs> dastardly murderer obviously um and this has left the relationships of uh, Corey and topanga sean and angela devastated Mm -hmm. um and uh topanga's father in prison yes do i need to just recap what we came up with um Um, sure yeah i don't think i'm going to go back and recap season five because I was reading through it and I, it was incomprehensible to me. <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> um, I'd have to go back and, you know, listen to the tape. Um, but, you know, there were hell dimensions, obviously. So going into season six, which was our murder mystery, um, we had some touchstones that we were calling on, which I imagine will make some touchstones for season seven. Um, Pretty Little Liars. Wednesday, for some reason, um, Knives Out, that one makes sense, Murder on the Orient Express, uh, and Riverdale were some of our touchstones that we were um, looking at. And then we, oh my goodness, so kind of the setup of the beginning of season six. So the gang hangs out over the summer, <coughs> Minkus also hangs out with everyone, which is interesting, because he is, there's a lot of Minkai, if I remember right. In uh, this particular universe we've created. Um, but Topanga's parents have Topanga leave because someone is targeting her and Minkus. What? Topanga leaves to go to Yale and Minkus is found dead. <gasps> There's some shady business dealings. Rhiannon and Nebula are the killers or at least one of them. Spoiler alert. Um, Timothy Chalamet's in this season as Gamblin' Dan. Yep. I forgot about that. I forgot that Kelsey Grammer, we cast him to be the Dean's ex-husband. Wow. As well. Wow. What, what a get. Reggie Jean Page as Stuart. Wow. Holy crap. We were just firing on all cylinders here. Um, I think that the uh, framing device is apparently that Sean's writing a book about everything. Yes. Um, and so he's telling this story um, but it's a graduation night according to panger go to get married um, but then minkus gets killed by the murderer um and mm-hmm. no one else is with anyone else so they're all a suspect except for Corey and topanga topanga's parents tell topanga she needs to leave so she goes to yale and Corey yells out topanga and he rips his shirt because you got to get that in there um that's the whole episode mm-hmm. episode two Corey investigates the artist which I'm guessing is the girl artist. Yeah. Um, we, we know the artist from the artist episode. Um, the artist ends up dying in this one. Corey calls Feeney. Tommy and Rachel are introduced. 
Um, Eric joins the Big Brothers Big Sisters program after the death of Minkus, and he gets joined with Tommy, and they bond. Sean and Angela end up breaking up, and Feeney returns because <sighs> he retired. Mm-hmm. Um, episode three, Louie and Gambling Dan. This is kind of their episode where they seem like they could be the killer. Um, we get some of Rachel's backstory where she's kicked out of her home due to being queer. Um, we didn't define that super much. Um, Dan and Louie are sort of or an organized crime. Corey asks Sean to hang out to try to get some information. How is Minkus involved in all of this? And then Corey and Angela become friends, but in like a good way, not in like a Stockholm syndrome way. Episode four is our big Chet episode. Um, where we've got this big red herring where it looks like Chet's the killer, but then he dies. Um, Amy and Alan have a baby. Topanga comes back from Yale. Someone tries and fails to kill Topanga. <gasps> Sean decides he needs to leave town. Um, he reveals that he's not over Angela. And Angela reveals to Corey that she's not over Sean either. Wow. Mm. That's some good writing. That's good stuff. We, we came up with that. <laughs> that was all us. That was um, all us. Number five is where we have a Stuart Red Herring played by Reggie Jean Page. Um, yes, this is uh, evil teacher Stuart, not yes, not Stuart Lucas. Um, Corey and Topanga live together until she can get housing. Stuart is obsessed with Topanga, and Corey suspects it's him who's the murderer. Um, Louis is stalking Rachel, and she confronts her trauma, and she and Jack get together. Mm-hmm. Um. The episode six is where Kelsey Grammer comes on the scene, and he seems like he could be the killer. Um, Sean, we see some of Sean's life on the road. Corey and Topanga visit Sean, and they meet Nobody's Angel, played by Nobody's Angel. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, there's nobody else. The reunion must exist. But this is a good line. But is murder on the set list? Wow. (laughs) That's, That's good stuff. That could be on the back of a book. It could be. Or maybe the little quote at the front of the book on the cover. Um, Eric and Tommy, we have a buddy cop adventure uh, trying to stop the imperialist boyfriend as he tries to take the school. (laughs) That's wild. Um, They join forces with Feeney and the Dean to stop him. And the imperialist boyfriend dies at the end. And we see that it's by Nebula's hand. Mm -hmm. Then we have episode seven, the penultimate episode. We need to use the word penultimate more because it's a cool word. It's a great word. Way cooler than ultimate. You'd think it would be like next to the most cool word, but it's actually the most cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Corey red herring. <gasps> because he's having the dreams about Yes, her. he's having the dreams. He's like, am I doing this? Um, so the crew decides to celebrate the return of everyone, like Sean's back, all of that stuff. Um, but no one can wake up Corey. He's trapped in a dream, seeing himself commit the murders. Lauren is telling or is helping tell him that he knows who it is already. He realizes that Nebula is the one who has been killing. Then he decides to have an honesty night. Rachel brings her new girlfriend. Eric brings Nebula as they have been dating. <sighs> Forgot about that. Nebula is outed as the murderer, but appears to die, or maybe just disappears while trying to escape. And episode eight is where it all comes out. Uh, Topanga's parents and Nebula are revealed. The gang determines the motive of Nebula. It's revealed that Topanga's parents were in cahoots with Nebula, Stan Stan the Plumber Man, and Chet, and others in order to do something bad. 
Yeah, they were an organized crime syndicate of sorts. You know, they were doing something um, bad. Yeah. We don't really know what. That's not our job to figure out. No. Meanwhile, Tommy wants to be adopted, but he sends him to live. Eric sends him to live with a good family instead. Um, basically like the show, but the family is in town, so he's not gone. Um, Nebula is revealed to the audience to be still alive. And here's the twist. Part of a secret alliance with Millie, the witch, and Mr. Mech, the cult leader, who's a dark minkus from another timeline. Um, uh-huh. And they are... In joining forces together to destroy the lives of the cast and all of creation. Mm-hmm. Kind of set up our God at the top of the tower. Yes. Um, I believe we didn't write it down, but in my own head canon, uh, Teacher Stewart was another Minkus variant obsessed with Topanga. Oh, my. I believe we said that in the last episode, but we didn't. We might have. It's been a long time. Um, you gotta get the Minkus variants out there. They're just everywhere. The world is filled with Minkus variants. The mink eye, if you will. I'm not sure, but we might have we might have hit on that before Marvel Marvel movies and shows started doing the variant thing. Oh, absolutely, we did. I'm just saying because that's our whole season four, and that, uh-huh. we did season four. That was a long time ago. Um, long? Money, please, Disney, get at us. <laughs> I, we didn't maybe do it before Marvel Comics did it. But. No, we did it before Loki brought it on the scene. Okay, so jumping into this one, um, I think our starting places are pretty easy. Mm-hmm. We've said all along that the last season will be a kind of JRPG thing. Mm-hmm. So um, we've got all JRPGs ever. <laughs> uh-huh. So touchstones. Touchstones. JRPGs. I've been doing some thinking, uh, and I'm going to explain some of my thoughts because it, it goes along with sort of the JRPG sort of fantasy. I've reading. also been thinking, so I'm interested to see um, you here. But I started rereading um, Neil Gaiman's Stardust. A great book. Um, and I think it has some very important things to say with kind of this episode or this season um, because of the kind of the interplay of the real world and the, like the fairy world. Okay. So um, I'm thinking similar. Um, and so what I was thinking as sort of our um, impetus is impetus, the word for something that makes you do something. I think uh, so. Yeah. But kind of an impetus that draws the cast into that world is because in Stardust, if you've not read it, the main character, Tristran Thorne, his father, Dunstan, gets a fairy woman pregnant and then Tristan is born. So he's like kind of half. He's between the two worlds. Um, But we don't know anything about Sean's mom. And I think Sean is sort of born between these, the two worlds, sort of the magical world and the regular world, the mundane world. And so he kind of feels this, this pull as he's finding out more about his mother to like go discover who she is. And that kind of pulls that's sort of the main thing that's pulling the group along at least at the beginning of the story. I was thinking similarly, and I love that. Let's print it. Um, I was thinking that we have a we have a tower. We have an actual tower. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of our, our magical world. Um, my thought was similar in that I want them, there to, them to have to go into this magical world and have an interplay between this real world and this magical world. Persona-esque. Uh-huh. In this case, kind of Persona 3-esque. Of yes, because you have um, Tartarus. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thought was, 
it, weirdly Eric-centric mm-hmm. instead of Sean-centric. I think Eric needs to get lost in this tower by himself. And I oh. say that because Eric is very random throughout this whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking they've got to go through floors. They've got to complete things. Um, what if they're constantly meeting versions of Eric? On one floor, they meet girl Eric. On one floor, um, they eat. They meet everyone they meet is an Eric in disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, on one floor, they meet PJ Biederman Eric. On one floor, they meet um, uh, plays with squirrels. Well, yes, plays with squirrels is the end though. Plays with squirrels is end game. Um, Lucky Penny Eric. Lucky Penny Eric. Amish um, Eric. Being a uh, mean Eric. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and then one, uh, an Eric who is being oppressed by a pretty girl. There's Eric who's a monkey. Yes, love it. So, yeah, I I just think that they, they are constantly meeting versions of Eric. And I think because of um, the war and Seven the Hard Way, we have two perfect adventuring pieces. Uh-huh. We have... Sean, Corey, and Topanga. And we have... Rachel, Angela, and Jack. Rachel, Angela, and Jack. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... But yeah. I was thinking, like... Just a few things out there. One, um... Sorry, I'm gathering my thoughts. Well, okay. Let me actually back up for just a minute. So, um... For those of you who don't know, we need to, um... We need to hit something from every episode, um, except for Brave New World. Um, we'll just probably take one thing from both episodes. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, I'm thinking that clearly we need to end our season with the wedding, not have it in the middle for no reason. Yeah, because that's how you end these things. You end them that way. Yeah, you got to end them on something big. Um I guess I guess I'm just gonna throw my big twist out here just immediately. That's fair. This is the writer's room. Um, my the big the, the big twist ending. Feeny is God at the top of the tower, right? Uh huh. Naturally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They they have to face off against a Feeny God in the classroom where they first met Feeny. Uh huh. Feeny as Yaldabaoth. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Obviously. And, and and it can be an you know it can be an entity possessing Feeny. I'm fine with it. But ultimately, the leader of Mr. Mac, Millie, and Nebula is Feeny. Yeah, I mean that that only makes sense. So I know I threw out the term Yaldabaoth, but I really didn't know a whole lot about it. Okay. Um, apparently, the, regarded as the malevolent demiurge and false god of the Old Testament. Well, okay, that's a little anti-Semitic. Yes. Maybe not um, that one. Maybe not that one. Maybe just like a Cthulhu or um, Azathoth. I don't think that it it's necessarily Yahweh. No, but okay. We'll get into it just for a sec. <laughs> um, Gnostic traditions often... Uh, Gnostic traditions, which come up with the idea of the Demiurge, kind of like... Um, oh, what's his name? Septarian? Um, sure. Septarius? Um, I could be saying that wrong. Um, I didn't know I was going to get into this here, so I didn't look up names. 
um, and Valentinianism, mm-hmm. um, which were both very, very, very early Christian Gnostic movements. Um, but they are kind of defined by this idea of um, a collective consciousness of God, um, that God is multiple things, one of them being the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but also many other things. Um, and their belief is that one of these aspects, um, which I, I don't remember what it's off what it's called, um, but one of these aspects of God fell. And the reason that the Old Testament is full of so much bloodshed and death and evil is because while this was God himself, it was just this aspect of God. Um, and it was like the rebellious aspect of God. Uh-huh. And Jesus came to earth as a like as a embodiment of the sun, but he came to earth with kind of a connection to the the collective consciousness of God, um, which really isn't all that different from Trinitarianism when you really think about it, but it's a whole other thing. Um, but he came to earth with that and redeemed humanity um, and this fallen aspect of God through his actions here. So it is, in essence, a um, an atonement theory, um, but one that kind of allowed... European Christians, early European Christians, to demonize uh, the Old Testament or Jewish God. So inherently, when we talk about the demiurge, when we talk about things of that nature, um, I think I, I think Gnosticism, especially Valentinianism, uh, is really interesting, um, especially because it kind of plays into conceptions that we already have. Like you can definitely the the different aspects of God that are all God but all separate. You can definitely kind of take as um, a form of like Trinitarianism. Um, so I think it's important for the development of early Christianity. However, it does have some inherent biases towards anti-Semitism. Well, there you go. I bet when you turn this on, you weren't expecting to get a little mini lesson about all of that. I mean, if they've listened to our episodes, you've got to know. This they should have expected it at some point. Um, <laughs> so Mr. Feeney is the god here, but he's not the Demiurge. Because we're not going there. No, it's just, especially in our modern culture, bringing in like, even if they're only anti-Semitic, if you know too much, it's just our current culture. Let's just not not do any anti-Semitism. Yeah, we could not do an anti-Semitism. Yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> are you? I mean, are you agreed? Yeah. Okay, we're agreed. We're just not gonna. We're not. We're not gonna. Um. <clears throat> so. Yes. So we'll we'll we're gonna jump in. We're gonna we're gonna put bits of each episode into the season. Um and we're gonna write it all down and come up with a I'm thinking five to six episode miniseries. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the full eight. Um no, I think this is like a I got a five episode wrap up season. Sounds good to me. Okay, so do we wanna go through the episodes and pull out the things that we want? Um, some of these are going to be so hard. Yeah, but I think we can start with uh, season seven, episode twelve. Um, um, because I think I, I think you 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 hit the nail on the head. Sean's mom isn't his mom. Um, we learn from the ghost of his father, who in this case is a literal ghost. Yeah, who who's a literal ghost? Um, probably that he meets in the tower, or maybe. I don't know, in his own mind realm, whatever. 
A mind um, pills, if you will. Yeah, that he learns from Ghost Dad that he is a uh, he is a uh, a part of the tower. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is the thing that draws him into the tower. So I feel like it would have to be said before. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, we can do like a we can we can start out at, at a kind of like um, kicking Sean while he's down beginning. I mean, that's where the show loves to go. Um, yeah, I'm thinking. You know, we start with, uh, well, it, it, are we doing its second year? Second year of what? College. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. I think they've had a quiet summer, right? Not a cruel summer? Well, we've all had a cruel summer because hashtag Taylor Swift, but. Ew, shape your body, it's blue. Um, but we can do a kind of kick Sean while he's down thing. Um. I love it. I love I love the idea of like one night at at the witching hour, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Sean wakes up. Sean feels drawn to wake up and sees this tower, um, and he doesn't know what it is. Yes, and is that when he feels the draw to it? Yeah, I would think so. I, I think he's too scared to go alone, as he should be. Maybe they maybe they enter the tower at the end of episode one, but. Um, I think we can fit episode 12 right in there. Um, are we getting Sean and Angelo back together early or late? I think, I mean, if they're going in the tower separately, I feel like they need to come together later in the tower. Okay, love that. So at this point, we just need to go through the episodes and pull what we want from the episodes. Yeah. Little, yeah. T- little touches we're going to have. We don't need to worry about where we're going to slot them in so much just yet. Yeah, it's hard for me to separate, but I do I do agree. Um, okay, starting with episode one. Then. Mm-hmm. Um, show me the love. Show me the love. Gosh, there's literally just nothing. Um, we can have a, a, a floor boss that is mankind. That's the next episode. That's for Love and Apartment. Oh, dang. Um, everyone comes back to school. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, everyone comes back to school. Nothing's changed over the summer. Perfect. Nothing has changed. For love and apartments, mankind is what we're keeping there. Yeah, I, I feel like, right? Uh-huh. Um, I feel like we can take quite a bit from episode three. Um, here's what I'm thinking here. Since we're keeping Sean and Angela apart, let's have Angela get to have her own character arc this season that is entirely divorced from Sean where she comes to term with her abandonment issues. Uh-huh. Um, and that can lead to Sean in the end, but it's not about Sean. So I would say Angela's dad shows up um, and they and her abandonment issues for her mother are revealed or something like that. This should come as no surprise to anyone. I was having trouble with my sheet, but I got it fixed. Oh, good. I thought the internet was about to all break around me. I think it could be a really interesting dynamic that, like, maybe unintentionally, the the two groups are in the towers. Like, when one group is in the tower, the other group isn't. And they're having, like, a, a romp in the real world. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they kind of just switch places constantly. Sort of a dream drop distance? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We don't need a dream drop bucket, though, because it's... Brilliant. No, we don't. We just put it in the dream drop bucket, and we leave it there. Um, 
So my Google Doc, I can't access. It's not working on my end. I really thought I'd managed to save it, but I can't seem to type anything. I thought I, you typed it in episode 12. I did, but now it's freaking out. Hmm. I feel like my internet is being held together with spit and wishes at this point. Oh, oh yeah, but you can't put anything. Right, I can't type. Um, I'm going to add one thing. Well, you're going to need to add everything. That will be difficult because I'm typing on my phone, but I can try. I bet I can pull it up on my phone, you big baby. One of our touchstones has to be Riverdale because this whole enterprise was kind of inspired by Riverdale. Like this whole uh, adding supernatural we're doing to a normal. <laughs> okay, everyone is back. Everything is the same. I'm gonna delete Sean and Angela. Get back together. I mean, they do eventually. Okay, you're right. This isn't saying this is the order that it happens in. It's just what we're gonna pull from that episode. Uh. What if it's like they fight mankind, but it's not so much the wrestler mankind, but sort of an amalgamation of humanity? I love it. No such thing as a sure thing. I mean, from that, that's the episode where Cory and Topanga get back together. Yes, we also could turn Cory into a penguin for an episode. True. I'll write both of those things. <laughs> Cory is a penguin, and he and Topanga get back together. Love that. Love that so much. Uh, you light up my union. What happens in that one? Um, Corey and Sean's constant presence in Rachel's apartment causes a rift. There's nothing I want from that storyline. The other one, that's the monkey. Monkey um, Eric. Monkey Eric, yeah. Monkey Eric in the tower. Monkey Eric. They're killing us. I kind of feel like, just from, just from this, I kind of feel like when Corey, Sean, and Topanga are in the tower, uh -huh. it's Corey mostly dealing with um, like this loss of a family member thing with Eric. Like it's kind of like he sees him everywhere. Uh -huh. He sees him as a monkey. He sees him as like a couch cushion. All these things. But when Jack is in the tower, it's like Eric's haunting him. Or, like because uh -huh. he feels guilty that he didn't go with him. Maybe. Um, so it's slowly driving Jack kind of insane, he, where he keeps seeing Eric. Maybe. I'm just throwing that out there. We'll get there. Uh-huh. They're killing us. Also, I think Feeney playing the trumpet. Perfect. Seems like a powerful image. Um, uh, it's about time. That's obvious. Point to Pink get married. The Honeymooners. Uh, nothing. Literally nothing from that. Yeah, you know, Eric's haunting Corey while he's out on a beach. Oh, that's true. I, I actually, I, see, this is the perfect kind of thing I'm talking about. Like, maybe Corey and Topanga wind up in a part of the tower that they don't even realize is the tower, which kind of trying to lull them into staying there. But Corey keeps seeing Eric, and and Topanga doesn't, or something like uh -huh. that. It's sort of like that. There's that Justice League episode. Where they're in, they go into like the TV world. Yes, exactly. It's like the TV world is trying to keep them there because the, the guy, the, the like monster guy, is like trying to make everybody forget. Yeah, that there's an Eric, outside world that they're missing. But instead of them just kind of realizing it, Eric is trying to get them out. Yes. Um, but he is like a part of the tower now. Um, episode nine. What happens in the B plot of episode nine? Anything? I'm going to find out. 
honeymoon is over. I mean, Corey and Topanga start living together is probably the obvious thing. Uh huh. That's where we have the triplets, the Dom triplets. I feel like we can work. I feel like we can work that into the whole Eric is haunting Jack thing. Uh huh. With some triplets. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But the the the, the obvious thing, because again. If we do this whole never switching places thing, uh, Corey and Topanga, like their big storyline in this is they're going to start living together. Jack's whole thing um, is maybe he's being haunted by three Eric's or something like this. Mm-hmm. Picket fences. They have to wear or they have to fix a water pipe. Yeah. Corey says, Dad, I need your help in this tower. And he's like, what are you talking about? There's no way I'm going to help you. <laughs> yeah. Your brother's lost in a in a tower? Who cares? This seems like a you problem. <laughs> um, I wrote down Alan refuses to help. I love it. Oh, this is the Bridget. Okay, so... Bridget. Um, Bridget, you make me fidget. Um, maybe um, Jack meets and falls in love with a domineering woman in the tower... Um, but every time he tries to get closer to her, like Eric, uh, Eric is there. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Gaslight. Yeah, sure. That's what Bridget does. What a drag. Eric uh, as woman. Yeah. Uh, woman. I feel like these three, honestly, are all one episode. These three episodes. And I feel like, I, I feel like it's real easy, right? Like, um, Rachel Jack... And Angela are in the tower. Um, they get split up. Jack falls in love with a girl, um, but is ruined it by this Eric haunting that this Eric that's haunting him. Um, and then after like he the girl disappears or they have to defeat her or something like that. Um, Jack is then haunted by a female Eric. Mm-hmm. So we also have crazy Luther. Absolutely, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Jack, 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 and the crew have to defeat Crazy Luther to escape that floor and stop being haunted by female Eric. Makes sense to me. We've already got family trees. Yes, we have the provider. Um. Oh gosh, this episode. What even is this episode? Is that the telemarketing one? Yeah, it's the telemarketing one. Where there's a lucky penny, right? Yeah, there's the lucky penny episode. Maybe, okay, let's just take from this one, um, Topanga keeps showing up Corey. Obviously. And I think, you know, I think they're in the tower for this one. Um, they're, they're in the tower for this one. Topanga keeps on showing up Corey in the tower. Um, but in the end, er- Corey's connection to Eric gets him the coin they need to get out of some, uh-huh. some jam. I was thinking maybe even Eric has a coin... That he uses to control all of the things. Maybe. Maybe, yeah, it could be revealed that. And then he gives it to Sean. I'm going to be like you, Dad. Uh, I don't what? remember anything about this episode. <laughs> is this the one where Corey is hypochondria? I don't know. Well, this is the one with Matthews and Sons, yes. Yeah, this is the one where Yes, Corey it is the hypochondria one. Um, again, because I've kind of come up with this idea... A successful Eric is haunting these three un like the 
A successful Eric is haunting a Jack who wants to be successful, but he keeps failing. Maybe like never giving up or something can be the uh, maybe never giving up or something can be the theme of this season. Like constant failure, but then getting back up again. Mm-hmm. It's very trolls. Oh, what? Just the the song and trolls get back up again. Oh, I've only seen the one with Sync. Is that the newest one? Uh huh. You went straight into Trolls three. I guess. What's, what's wrong with you? I was very confused by much of it. I, I've seen the trailer, and I think I was very confused by much of it. So, and I'd seen the others. Um, I think, like, in our penultimate episode, we need to have the two parties um, come into conflict, maybe uh-huh. over who who understands what's going on best or who wants to rescue Eric or something like that. Mm-hmm. That could be the war. And Seven the Hard Way can be Eric in his final form dances uh, or plays with squirrels. Uh, brings the brings the two parties together because only together can they defeat uh, Mister Mac, Millie, Nebula, and their uh, their unknown leader. Uh-huh. Who is Mister Feeny? Uh huh. Um, so that can get those two episodes just out of there for us. She's having my baby back ribs. Yeah. Really, all the rest of these are just like, who? Well, but this is why I want Eric to be, like, part of the tower, right? Because so many of these are so random, but almost all of them involve Eric. Uh-huh. So I think there could be a thing of, like, it's almost like imagining what the future could be. Or even, you know, when it's like, whatever it is. Like in their, is it they're killing us? I forget which episode we said it was where, you know, they're just some, oh, it's the honeymooners where, you know, like they're in paradise and like imagining these things and Eric's trying to pull them out, mm-hmm. you know. But one of the things is like Topanga's imagining like she has kids or like their family has children. Or we could just do a body of dysmorphia thing. Like maybe throughout the season, we've had people like make comments about bodies. And um, in the tower, she's like hearing all those things again, um, like kind of in a in a room of whispers, and um, Eric is trying to help her out of it. Body dysmorphia. Okay. So how Corey and Topanga got their groove back? Is this the um, psychic Eric one? I believe so. <sighs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure just looking at the other episodes. Um, this yep. can be, unless you have like a, unless you have just something strong for this one. Um, I feel like we can do like a, this is how far Jack has fallen thing. Maybe he thinks he's got the real Eric back, uh-huh. um, but he like horribly abuses him or something. So rude of him. He would. Um, Brotherly shove. Same thing, but Corey. Um, he thinks he gets Eric back. He's got Eric back, but it turns out it's a cruel version that plays on their childhood. Uh huh. Without he's like, but hold on, these are not actually things from our childhood. These are just <laughs> things that could be from a childhood, but not yeah. ours. Yeah, I love it. Um, as time goes by, um, I you know I'm perfectly fine with mixing this with uh, baby back ribs, and it's a detective Eric that's helping. Yeah, so it's, just, it's really just giving us all of our different our Eric's. It's like we've done um, 
like we may we're making the Barbie movie, but instead of Barbie, it's Eric. Yeah, I mean, we could do like a utopia destruction plot in this episode. Maybe that's. But I'm too tired right now. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking it'd be pretty easy. Like, um, Topanga is stuck in this utopian world, um, but her she's constantly being told how not good enough she is and her like neuroticism that comes from that is like tearing the fabric of it apart kind of a deal. Yeah, we could do that. Just, just combine the two Eric Topanga episodes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I, I'm, just, I'm grasping at straws for some of these. My, my, my man. Topanga destroys utopia. I think it can be just much more explicit. Sure. Where she's trapped in that utopia, and she's like, everything's perfect. And she's like, but that makes it imperfect. It's yeah. not for everyone. And so the way we make it for everyone is we destroy it. I love it. And then she smushes it. <laughs> and she smushes it. Um, Angela's ashes. Um, Topanga, or not Topanga. Uh, Sean and Angela's relationship is tested. Um, Outlook looks positive. <laughs> Seems positive. And the only thing I want from the Brave New Worlds, the only thing, I can leave everything else. Um, give me that last scene, um, but make it a bittersweet destroying our mentor uh, fight that um, ends in a weirdly bittersweet place. I love you all. <coughs> Dismissed. Yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe like it turns out that Feeney... Um, it turns out that Feeney was doing it for them all along or something. He was trying to destroy their enemies in one fell swoop. Mm-hmm. Um, but to do that, they had to be strong enough to defeat him or something. And now you must defeat yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or, you know, it's like a part of the plot of Millie and evil Mr. Mac Minkus, Mr. Macus and uh, Nebula is like, in order to, like, we need to corrupt Feeney in some way. And so they're mm-hmm. fighting this version that's sort of twisted and fallen um but in doing so they also end up destroying him and defeating him to to set things right mm-hmm. i'll dig it it's sort of sad but it has to happen you know it does it does i agree um yeah yeah i think that's good um here's my real question do we need to give every character Either A, a Final Fantasy job and weapon, or B, at least some kind of JRPG archetype. I mean, yeah. I mean, because I would assume they're they're fighting for their lives in this tower. Perhaps we take a we we take a more heavily inspired persona route and give them each an element and a weapon. Uh huh. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm spitballing here. I like the element and weapon. Okay. Um, um, so in the one party we have Corey, Topanga, and Sean. Mm-hmm. In the other party we have Angela, uh, Rachel, and Jack. Mm-hmm. So I feel like just because of their connection to Eric and they seem to be driving most of the plot, uh, Corey and Jack need kind of a, a front and center um, kind of job. Um, I, I feel like... Okay, going with archetypes real quick. I feel like Jack is kind of uh, kind of the hero, or I mean, uh, Corey is kind of the hero, mm-hmm. and Jack is kind of the 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 Adachi. Um, 
from Final Fantasy, or I mean, uh, not Fantasy, um, Persona 5, um, Akechi. You mean, I was like, I was about to say, you mean Akechi? Yeah, he's kind of the Akechi, um, kind of a, a secondary protagonist in his own story. Kind no of chance, you just haven't even finished Persona 5 to know any of the things that you're saying. Uh, I know at least that much. Um, um, so I think if Corey is sort of our main hero, I feel like it makes sense that he would have like a sword and shield. Yeah. And his element. I mean, are we doing the fire knight thing? His, his, his element's fire and he's got a sword and shield. I don't see why not. As generic as possible. Yep. Just straight up and down. Um, and then Jack on the other end. Um, maybe maybe a, a, a brawler of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, like some Knuckles. Yeah, like a Knuckles, a, uh, a Chie. <laughs> yes. Naturally, um, so he has knuckles, and would he then be like an opposite of Corey and have like water, hmm. or would he maybe have like dark? Ooh, I like that. Dark seems fun. Dark does seem. And if we if we take that that we can do a whole brother thing. And Sean has light. Uh huh. But what weapon does Sean have? Um, it's hard for me not to go rapier or something like that. Something um, elegant. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we just have, you know, we already have a sword. Mm-hmm. That's true. What's more elegant? We could do a thief archetype. Uh-huh. A kind of a light thief of sorts. So you have like a d- twin daggers. Mm-hmm. Light element. Um, and then Topanga, I think Topanga has a bow. A bow is good. A bow and maybe ice elements to kind of be fire and ice for Cory and Topanga. Uh-huh. Then on the other side, it's a bit unconventional, but I like, we already have a sword and shield, but I like the idea of like shield as a weapon. It could be fun. Yeah. For either Angela or Rachel. Um, We're sort of filling up by sort of a tank role. Um, Well, Rachel's the tank, right? Uh I think so. Shield and maybe like earth element. Ooh, perfect. Um, And maybe, um, maybe we could somehow relate um, Angela to Sean a little bit, give them a connection of sorts. Um, he's like a dual dagger thief. Maybe she's more akin to like a dancer in these games or maybe even a ninja might be like just a little bit more advanced. Uh-huh. I think maybe like throwing, throwing knives, throwing knives. Good. Yeah. Uh, and electricity. Okay. Love it. There we go. And I think, We've got uh, Sean, or I mean, uh, Corey as the kind of generic protagonist. We've got Sean as like the um, plot relevant, uh, mysterious one, kind of a Morgana or a Teddy. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Topanga as the um, as the the wise, um, maybe not wise, intelligent. Yeah, she goes through her own troubles. Yeah. She's more of a Makoto. A Makoto. I was thinking, um, what's her name from Cold Steel? Arisa? Blonde bow girl? Alisa. Alisa. I'm embarrassed again. It's been a while. And I've never been great with names in fiction to begin with. That's true. I've known you long enough to know that. Um, and then... Um, uh, Jack is the, the Akihiko uh, from Persona 3. The brash, 
charge forward one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Rachel, kind of the heart of the team, sturdy. Yeah. And Angela, the cheerleader. But in like, not like a sidelines kind of way. No, not in a sidelines kind of way. Just the, the you know, uh, Jack and uh, Rachel are both kind of downers. Mm-hmm. She's like, the upper. Naturally, yeah. So she's the upper. She's the she's the one that brings the joy to the team. Yes, you need you need your upper. All right. Well, there we go. So now we can just start. We need to just put it together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, and th- this we're just going to kind of check things off. We've got um, realistically twenty two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe kind of closer to twenty if we really think about it. So we just need to start crossing things off. Um, I think immediately um, Sean's connection to the tower is going to lead him to self-realization. Um, um, so family trees, we can cross off. Family trees happens at the beginning. Um, Sean has a dream about a tower. Um, he In investigating, he learns that uh, his mom wasn't his mom. End of episode. Um, we can put other things in this episode. I'm just saying for Sean. Um, end of episode, he learns that his mother is in this tower somewhere. Love it. Um, at the same time, I think this is when we lose Eric. Yeah. You know, I think we need to do better than the seasons before. I think we need to bring things back um, instead of like having random things. So um, something, maybe Mr. Feeney. In his first act of Malevolent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, it, it, it can't play like Malevolent. Um, but Mr. Feeney convinces Eric that Tommy is in the tower. Yes, and so he goes in to get Tommy. Mm-hmm. So Eric goes in. He's the first in. He's the only person who goes in alone. Um, and he develops this, re- this weird relationship with the tower. Um, love that, love that, love that. Um... What other things can we put in here? I don't think they should go into the tower until the end of this episode. I think this episode should end with Corey, Sean, and Topanga going into the tower for the first time. Uh-huh. Um, Just the three of them? I th- yeah, yeah, I think so. And they each have their own... Um, they each have their own like goal, right? Corey's going in to, uh, to save Eric. Um, Sean's going in to, to learn how, learn who he is. Um, why is Topanga going? It could just be that, you know, Corey asks her to. He's like, we're in this together, and so we're going to go together. Well, they're not together at this point in our story. That's true. Ooh, maybe, maybe kind of what you said, and we can get the pregnancy thing out of the way right now, Topanga is having dreams about this tower, but also being married to Corey and being pregnant. Mm-hmm. We can just knock that off the list. And get it out of here. Thank goodness. Goodbye, baby back ribs. Um, okay, love it. How many episodes is that that we got into one? Uh, one, two, three? Just three. Um... I feel like a lot of these will go bang, 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 bang. Yeah, I think we can move on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's also put in this episode um, 
Angela's dad shows up. We'll need to cast Angela's dad, I'm aware. Um, oh, no. We have to cast Angela's dad. I mean, Idris Elba, right? Has he not been in anything yet? Oh, maybe. I don't know. These are, these are the questions. I mean, yeah. Obviously, Idris Elba. I don't see him in this page here. I don't think so. We'll just say it's Idris Elba. Okay. Angela's dad, Idris Elba. Done. Um, but we can we can throw that in here is uh, Angela's dad shows up and um, we learn that Angela's uh, mom abandoned them and that she uh, and that and, and she starts dealing with it. Uh-huh. That kind of sets up the the other party. The other party, yeah. I, I think we find the other party in a pretty dark place, right? I think um, Jack is feeling like a failure. Um, you, you don't have to write this down. I think Jack's feeling like a failure. Maybe Rachel, her first relationship with a woman, went poorly. Um, and um, uh, Angela's kind of dealing with her abandonment issues. That gives us just something to work on for them. And maybe even the main reasons they, they entered the tower in the next episode. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. There we go. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking for the next. Why don't we do... We've got four more episodes. Yes, I already wrote that down. And for episode five, I said, five, I said the party attacks and kills God, a.k.a. Mr. Feeney. With the power of friendship. That's true. With the power of friendship. So, really... Episode five is pretty figured out. So we've got three episodes. So I think we need to do kind of some self-contained arcs for all three of the episodes. Um, maybe we focus on two characters an episode. Um, and at the end, we beat one of the three bosses. Um, and we can do them in order of introduction. Mr. Mac, Millie, Nebula. Nebula. Which I feel like Topanga has to take down Nebula. Mm-hmm. Sean needs to take down Mr. Mac. Jack right. needs to take down Millie. Perfect. Yeah, I think that's I think that's wonderful. Um, and I think, like I said, I think we need to bring back people. I think I think Laura needs to make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at least a spirit of Minkus needs to make an appearance. Because um, unlike the show, we're not going to forget people. Um, maybe a maybe a Turner moment in the Sean episode. Um, I mean, we're not going to have everybody, obviously. <laughs> There's Alvin, Simon, and Ubaldo. <laughs> Eli, is that you? <laughs> Eli? Um, maybe, maybe mankind, when they fight mankind, can be um, Corey having to defeat Frankie, Joey, Harley, and Griff as an amalgamation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of the worst of mankind he's met, or something like that. Okay, so if we start with Mr. Mac, that means we're doing a Sean-focused episode first. Uh-huh. Of the three. What's so funny is in all the things that we were planning, we didn't really write anything about Sean. Yeah, because he doesn't do anything in this season. That is true. Um, Other than the episode of finding out about his mom. Yeah, so he's... He's in the. T- we 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 pick up with Corey, Sean, and Topanga in the tower. Um, we need this one to be kind of Sean focused. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Penny episode, 
What is Sean doing in the Penny episode? I don't think anybody knows. I don't um, even remember what episode that is. <laughs> I'm blanking. I think um, it's the provider. So I'm looking. Yep, that's the one. Because, like, Eric has a talk with Sean in this episode. But what is he doing? Probably showing off the power of his lucky penny. Oh, no. He's... Sean's trying to get Corey and Topanga back together in the tower. Uh-huh. I mean, that could be just his first episode of him doing that. That's true. Are, are, are we putting that in episode one or two? Two? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we can get the, I think we can get the provider out. Um, we learned that kind of at the heart of Corey and Topanga's issues is that Corey never feels like uh, he can live up to Topanga. Sean's kind of trapped in the middle. Um, uh, Sean's kind of trapped in the middle, doesn't know what to do. Um, Eric shows up, <laughs> helps guide them through it. Sure. We got the provider out of there. My Google Doc's not working on my computer again. It's awesome. I wonder what's going on. I'm sure it's just my internet sucking. Um, Wouldn't be an episode of Boy Meets World Fever without the threat of that. It's true. Oh. Yeah, this is a Corey and Topanga with Sean trapped in the middle thing. We can even... Yeah. Um, and it's a little bit of no such thing as a sure thing, because I imagine that they get back together at the end. I really want Corey to be a penguin when they're together. I mean, Monkey Eric is here. What's Monkey Eric doing? I don't know, but we have that as an option. Maybe that's in the fighting of Mr. Mac. You know, he's sort of a multiverse character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he is... I imagine the fight with Mr. Mac is sort of... It has sort of that multiverse feel. So thinking of, like, across the Spider-Verse a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or sort of, But as they're, like, fighting, they're, like, falling through the multiverse. And so we're seeing, like different forms of all of them as they're going, or Mr. Mac can alter, he can mess around with causality or something, be like, oh, Corey's a penguin now. Oh, this and that. And then Eric as a monkey comes. And, um, you know, maybe it's the lucky penny or something that is the talisman that protects them from... I love that. Yeah, he gives... Whatever. I, I absolutely adore this. Um, let's... Okay, yes. So I would say, um, while... Sean is trying to get Corey and Topanga back together. He is struggling with his own identity of who he will be when they're married. Um, he's struggling with his identity of who he'll be once they're married, um, not knowing who his mom is, his dad is dead, and now this big relationship change. Um, they come into conflict with Mr. Matt, um, and they have... I love your multiverse fight idea. I think at some point, um, Topanga needs to think that she's lost both Sean and Corey. Um, maybe they are both penguins. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric, a monkey Eric, comes in with a lucky talisman that protects them from the magic long enough to beat Mr. Matt. Uh-huh. And Eric lands the final blow. And this Not is Eric, like, Sean. I don't know. Why yeah, I Sean. I, yeah, Sean. And this can be like a confederation of all the evil minkai of the of the uh, multiverse. Uh-huh. Like as and during the battle, we're seeing like the shifting. Mm-hmm. You know, Mr. Mac. Suddenly it's Stuart. Suddenly it's mm-hmm. this. So this that. confirms that Stuart was a was a Minkus variant. Uh-huh. 
a theory that many fans have had for seasons. They have, you know, they've been, they haven't shut up about it. So we're happy to tell um, you. Good job, you eagle-eyed viewers. But yeah, it's, and yeah, yeah. So he's like, Mr. Mac is using a sword and then he's using a, a gun and he's just kind of switching between things multiversally because the tower gives him the power to do that. Um, but his, I think Mr. Mac's whole thing, because, you know, he was part of this cult, mm-hmm. like the leader of this cult. But he's almost just like, why don't you just let me let you be happy? Why don't you just let me give you all the things that you want? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of like, almost like, you know, that's not the point in a way of like, the point is to struggle to some extent, you know, and like work for it and acquire it that way. Yeah, he's 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 offering to dump them into universes where they have exactly what he wants. Corey has Topanga. Topanga has Corey, but in a better way. Uh-huh. He, um, we can do some we can do some callbacks here. Even um, you know this this could be where Sean's parents show up. Um, a world where Sean's parents never split, and he never learned the truth about um, about his parentage. Uh huh. And it could even be in that moment, like in that scene where he's like, in that where we're, we see like, maybe there's a sort of like a light motif or something that we come to associate with his mom mm-hmm. that like is filtering through and kind of like breaking through the cracks to get him out of that. Yeah, I love that. And then Sean's able to defend it, land the, the decisive blow. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we figured out what's going on with the tower in this one. What's what's our other crew up to? I don't know. Um, let me see here. Um, they're going to a party at Durvin's. <laughs> um, at Durvin's. Uh, they're going to a party at Durvin's. Um, that accidentally highlights all of their insecurities. Obviously. Um, Just getting, like all parties do. Getting lost in the night, uh, they they stumble across the tower and a specter of Eric beckons them inside. Love it. End of episode? Yeah. What episodes did we cross off for that one? Gosh, I don't even know. I wasn't keeping track. Hold on. Um, we crossed off No Such Thing as a Sure Thing. We crossed off You Light Up My Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, as we're thinking of Topanga destroying Utopia, she has like this really nice, perfect thing. Well, in the vision of Mr. Mac. Yeah, that could be. We could we could just use that for that. I'm thinking because episode four has to be fairly Topanga focused, so we might save that. It can always come back. Yeah, that's true. We can we, we can definitely cross that off and uh, oh gosh, um, okay actually this all works I think we're in a pretty good place sounds lovely so are we on to episode three yes because I think this is the Jack focused episode mm-hmm. um so they wander into the tower um this is the the Eric is haunting Jack episode um so I think. Um, I think this one we show the descent of Jack Hunter, um, and we can kind of play it as like he's a he's like 
He starts things um, fairly reasonably and slowly descends into madness. Um, so we can do... Just trying to think. Because I know Millie's sort of the big obstacle in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in some ways, I can't remember exactly where her story was. I know she was trying to take to basically take the mantle of power from Lauren. Mm-hmm, the devil. Um, but it's almost like her her motive here is just revenge. Yeah. Where she's yeah. wanting she's wanting to basically destroy Jack. And so even though Jack is like feeling like Eric here is tormenting him, it's really Millie tormenting him and Eric is trying to save him from that. Um, yeah. It's sort of the main through what, line of the episode. I completely agree. What if we hinted the fact that Eric um Eric has acquired some power that Millie wants. Mm-hmm. She's always hated Eric anyway. So she's kind of trying to forge Jack into this weapon that will kill Eric for her. Uh-huh. So I, I like that. I think, um, yeah, I, I think this idea that she is the one creating these, these Eric's, you know, we've got, um, We've got Jack finding himself in this uh, world that he's always thought he belonged in. Um, you know, the, the, this world that he's always thought he belonged in, and Eric kind of keeps him from getting there. Uh-huh. But in so doing, he meets this blonde, rich girl just like him. Um, they have a lot in common. Um, they're in love. Um, the the or Jack is falling in love. She invites him back to her place. He gets there, and there's Eric. Um, he already lives there. Um, he already lives there, and every time um, he tries to do anything with with Bridget, uh, Eric is there. Um, and then, like, he's like, "Man, I wish I could find a girl." Um, and then a girl, Eric, shows up, just like mm-hmm. being bombarded. All of his insecurities. Um, it's like Eric is getting in the way. Is the point? Like Eric is in the way of your happiness. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then it ends. That 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 whole thing kind of ends um, at a place where um, uh, Millie creates this final illusion that Eric has this power, um, this power, and if. Jack had this power, he could he could succeed. He could get what he needed. Um, mm-hmm. And we end with Jack using his abilities on this not end, but like that that scene ends with Jack using his abilities on this facsimile of Eric. And Millie thinks she's won. What is this power? Is it just like the the control he seems to have of the tower? Um. Well, I was thinking earlier, and I had—I didn't say it. I think Eric is going to join the party in the last episode and be like a sage, uh, a bit weapon staff, um, mm-hmm. elements all, almighty. Um, yeah, it could be. Hmm. I think this tower, and I'm—I'm I'm going very Persona Three on all. Um, conceptually, not like word for word. I think this has to be some kind of tower of creation. Um, this is like a um, like a, a, a pillar of creation. Um, and out of it, life, being, 
um, kind of kind of manifest. Um, so it's a it's it's the ability to create, but the ability to create leads to the ability to destroy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think Eric um, being this kind of innocent, um, this kind of innocent um, dope, uh-huh. was able to integrate into the tower. Um, in a way that the bad guys would really like to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Because he's pure in heart. Yeah, yeah. His 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 purity, his like his lack of self consciousness, and his willingness never to give up. Just kind of he integrated with the tower. I think you know. I think conceptually, Eric has been in this tower for a thousand years because like it's magic. And time doesn't really. He's lived a thousand lives in this tower. Yeah, especially since he has these powers and it seems like he has multiple consciousnesses mm-hmm. that are just spread throughout. Um, and I think, you know, I think we do come to a head eventually where we can we can make the we can make the statement from uh, Seven the Hard Way actually mean something um, that sh- that Her- Eric has been holding on to his friends. Um, and he knows if he loses one friend, he'll lose all friends and lose himself. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, avenge. That's kind of how we'll we'll do it. Is Eric has been holding on to them this whole time, and now that they're in the tower, he's he's guiding them the best he can. Yes. Sort of a mistborn. The Lord Ruler takes up the powers of um, preservation. And tries mm-hmm. to set things right the best that he can, but he ultimately becomes corrupted. Um, but Eric yeah. does not. E- even an Obi Wan becomes one with the Force kind of deal too. Uh huh. Just like um, he is one with this with this kind of pillar of creation. Um, so yeah, Millie is torturing um, Jack, and then I think it's Eric that busts him out of it. Um, Has to be. Yeah, Eric busts him out of it. Although I want Eric to have some help. Um, and that will lead us to what's going on in the other side of the story, um, which is uh, Corey and Topanga are back together, and they're going to start living together. Uh-huh. Um, I think uh, in this, um, I don't know how much we need from Honeymoon's Over. Um, they start living together. It's hard. Yeah, I think it's hard. Um, I think... Topanga is still getting these visions of possible futures that we'll deal with in the next episode. That's her episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we love a good vision on this show. Do we do a lot of visions? I feel like we do some. Okay. We can we can we can punch it up in post. Yeah, that's that's the other writer's job. <laughs> um, I think you know I think we can do a them living together kind of situation um you know alan's refusing to help and this is exacerbated by these visions topanga's having um and i think the visions now you can you can shoot this down i think the visions need to be lauren um doing what i think the visions need to be lauren showing topanga that life is going to be hard but there are good there's going to be good and bad uh-huh. You know, just because she comes from a broken family of murderers. Yeah, not just not just divorce divorcees. So Lauren has been showing her um the good and bad in life and how 
there's going to be good and bad in her relationship with Corey. Mm -hmm. And then I think there's her kind of wrestling with the fact that it's like in the last episode, you know, like Mr. Max showed these, like this perfect world. Mm -hmm. She walked away from it. And so she's having like second thoughts. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. Yeah. I could have just, I could have had it all if I had just stuck with it. She could have had surety, um, but because of their choices, she has this kind of chaos that Lauren's been showing her. Um, And then I think, um, I think, Lauren offers to show them like the real beauty that can be overcome in the world. And she gives them all a vision or or maybe just Topanga since she's the next major character. Mm -hmm. Um, She gives them a vision as Lauren herself helps Eric come to Jack in Millie's thing Um, because she was Millie's target to begin with. So it only makes sense that she'd be part of defeating Millie this time again. Uh-huh. So Lauren and Eric help Jack um, break out of it, and then Jack, Rachel, and Angela defeat Millie. With the power of friendship. <laughs> it's always with the power of friendship. It's always with the power of friendship. Um, yeah, right? Uh-huh. I think that's great. I, love I think it. it's beautiful. We kind of, last season we had. Corey kind of get his closure with Lauren, but this season we'll get Topanga have kind of her closure with Lauren. Mm-hmm. Sort of a big deal. Because um, she never gets to have closure about anything. Nope. Um, you know, because I think she's got some complicated feelings about Lauren, but ultimately she'll learn in this one that Lauren was always on their side. It was always for their good. Yeah. That's real nice of her. I think that knocks out a ton of our episodes. Yes. Yes, it is. I just went ahead and marked off a bunch. I don't remember um, what all I've even knocked off. I think we can knock off Honeymoon is over. Um, I knocked off They're Killing Us, with Jack kind of going crazy about um, Eric. Um, I'm going to be like, you, Dad, is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we can do how Corey and Topanga got their groove back, because that's the whole, like... Oh, yes. Vinyl vision of Jack killing him for their power. Um, okay. This is going swimmingly. Yes, which is good because they're very sleepy. Okay. Um, episode four, I think we're, we're, we're fairly basic. Um, mm-hmm. Topanga has a new, a new lease on life. Uh, she, she brings the boys along um, into the tower to face the future, which she's been afraid of this whole time. Um, this is when I think Corey and Topanga are going to hit a floor uh, and be and be tested. Um, while Sean, do we want Sean to meet his mom? I feel like it has to happen. Okay, so let's have Corey and Topanga um, get put in kind of like this honeymoon phase. Um, they're going to be put into paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey and Topanga are going to be slapped into paradise. Um, they're married. All their dreams have come true. Um, there's a beach. Yeah, yeah, there's a beach. Um, uh, when the beach, and while they're kind of there, um, and, and I think Topanga sees through it pretty quick, and she has to help Corey through it, because she just went through all of this. Um, so I think Topanga sees through it really quick, has to help Corey kind of get through it, um, 
Eric is also helping Corey get through it. Um, and I think at the end of their storyline for this, Corey proposes to Topanga. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Sean... Sean meets his mom. Yeah. I think Sean meets his mom and is she lovely or is she kind of otherworldly and hard to grasp? Hmm. In episode five, we're going to have to deal with the whole Sean and Angela thing. Yeah. And maybe she is a little bit hard to grasp, which is where Sean thinks a lot of his inability to like settle. Oh, perfect. Kind of yeah, that sets up the Angela thing in episode five. Love that. Um, and then uh, Nebula has um, Nebula has acquired or created with the magic of this tower um, kind of a an amalgam of all of our villains: Frankie, Joey, Harley, Griff, um, uh, Rhiannon, and uh, Jedediah. Um, like. She's created this like golem to help her fight, and the three of them have to take down Nebula and Mankind. Uh huh. Mankind, the flesh golem. Whew. <laughs> mankind, the flesh golem. I don't like the sound of that. I was more thinking like a uh, almost like a blank slate that keeps flickering between these people. Uh huh. So not a human centipede situation. That's not what I was thinking. Okay, that's good. But also not like a Voltron. Uh, no, no, not a Voltron. I'm, <laughs> you know, all of this is kind of... Um, you know, we, we've kind of developed this um, scenario of what could be. Um, so kind of like a, a blank slate that isn't quite sure what it wants to be, but it's kind of all of them at the same time. Uh-huh. So Schrodinger's Golem. Yeah, Schrodinger's Bully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe it's even Chet and Verna. It's just everyone. It's yeah. Alan Zangy won't help fix the pipes. Yeah, it's Alan Zangy won't fix the pipes. There's weirdly um, a flash of Mr. Feeney, and everyone's a bit puzzled by that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so by you know, their power of friendship, um by their power of friendship, they are able to defeat the mankind and um and Nebula. Then, okay, I think we're in Endgame. Like final episode? Yes. Okay, let's just make sure I've got everything ticked off. Okay. So I took off for Love and Apartments because of the, yeah, obviously. I took off the Honeymooners. What about um, Brotherly Shove? Just as he's in Paradise, do we see Corey kind of get into it with Eric? Does that happen here or does that happen in the next one? Let's do it here. Then we just yeah, we'll be done. That'll be part of that'll be part of Topanga and Corey's like trial is this uh you know Corey having to deal with Eric. Um because he misses his brother. I think as a redemption, Corey's a lot of things happen to Corey, but Corey's main arc in this season is that is family. Sean is part of his family, Topanga is part of his family. Vin Diesel's part of his family. <laughs> Vin Diesel's part of, and Eric's part of his family. So um, we kind of have the two. We, we really have Topanga helping Corey in this episode instead of kind of him being the main character who fixes everything. Mm-hmm. She kind of leads him to um, reject the easy paradise and to reconcile with 
um, to reconcile with his brother who was kind of uh, absent for him. Yes. Um, In this case, literally, he's been missing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I think Corey's got some... He's like, why am I doing all of this for Eric? And the ultimate thing is, well, Eric's your family, and you love him, even if he hasn't been there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a whole, like, Eric's been there the whole time for you kind of deal. Like, he's been helping you through all of this. And there is one footprint in the sand. <laughs> that's, that's where Eric carried you. <laughs> um, all right, now we get to the episode that I've actually been excited for. Oh, yeah, all the rest have been terrible. <laughs> I think at the end of episode four, um, Feeney shows up to both parties and he knows about the tower and he gives them some advice. Um, Feeney does nothing in this season, so he might as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically says like, hey, the other team, they're messing around in the tower is what has caused you to not be able to find Eric. Like you need to get them out of the tower and the two teams like go go have, like, a conflict. Uh-huh. And the conflict is the start of episode five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Them, them meeting on, a floor, like, a battle arena of the tower um, in battling each other. It's kind of the room of requirement. Like, anything you need is there. Um, you know, um, and I think they're very driven. Um, Eric, I think this is kind of a, a Corey Jack episode in a ways. Um mm-hmm. But this is really Eric's episode because I think Corey is now driven. Like he knows why he's going after Eric. It's not a question anymore. He's like, I'm going to save my brother. And Jack is very driven because he's guilt feels guilty for what Millie almost convinced him to do to Eric. So that they're, they're very um, driven. They clash um, in an actual war, not three weird pranks. Um, I feel like, uh, Corey's team has the has gained the ability to summon a car, and Jack's team has gained the ability to summon a bear. A bear. Um, a oh, bear. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was As, like, these are strange, but yeah, that tracks. <laughs> um, and I think um, as they're they're in conflict, um, Eric gives up his power. He he gives up a lot of his power, and he manifests. And he stops the fighting. Uh-huh. He talks about his long years that he's been alone there, um, and he his whole like lose one lose one friend lose all friends lose yourself thing. Um, I think he's now a, a sage. Um, he has the he has the ability to use all magics. He has a staff, and he can summon a moose as he should. <laughs> They don't need counseling. <laughs> they don't need counseling. Um, he is Eric is loath to admit it, but Mr. Feeney is the the root of the problem. Yeah, yeah, and and I think throughout the season he's been dropping little hints that that's true. Um, a, a corrupt Feeney has been uh, causing the problems, and then I think. You know, with the memory of their loved ones um, that we've been exploring throughout the entire season, um, with the memory of their loved ones and with the power of friendship, they beat Mr. Feeney in the uh-huh. classroom. All, Do all Sean and Angela have their relationship moment before they defeat Mr. Feeney or after? Can we do both? Uh-huh. 
I'm, I'm feeling both. Maybe, you know, in the last episode, um, Angela decided to go with her dad, but Sean had decided he needed Angela. So now they're like at this place where they want to be together, but they're promised to these two separate things. Um, and at the end of the episode, they're going to go to Corey and Topanga's wedding together. Um, and then she's going to leave and he's just going to trust that she'll come back to him. Mm-hmm. So, so true. Kind of like how it happens, but a little bit more hopeful unless him like goodbye forever, Angela. Yes. This is it. This is the end. My this life is, is over. This is surely the end. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we'll do hopeful. Like you're just going for a year. It's, it'll be okay. Yeah. Chill out. You guys. <coughs> um, yeah. And I think with the power of friendship. Corey and Topanga get married. Yeah. And we end uh, Corey and Topanga getting married. Um, you know, we see, you know, we see uh, Lauren watching them from a, from a demon realm. Maybe she's like tormenting Millie. Um, uh, I think, I think at the end when they defeat Mr. Feeney, um, I think he, you know, it's kind of revealed that he did this to, to, to save them, to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, he and he ends with the words "I truly love you all." Class dismissed. As he passes, he had to teach them something. Um, what did he teach them? You know about their lives and how to help them. Oh yes, Class dismissed. Yeah. Um, I would love if, like, during their wedding, uh, atop the tower, we had um, we had a minkus watching the wedding, uh-huh. just smiling. Um, mm, that's very smiling. Kind of implying that Mink has created the tower and is in and of himself somewhat of a god. <laughs> yeah, we already knew that, though. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and well, we'll do it. We'll do it right. Everyone's there at the wedding. Not nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Turner will be there. Um, Eli, for some reason, is back. Eli. Uh, I just, you know, I just really want um. Who did I cast as? I want to say Troy Barnes because that's who he plays on Community. Donald Glover. Oh, <laughs> I just Donald really want Donald Glover to be back. Yeah, no, he'll be back. Sure, and we'll have a big wedding send off. You know the 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 memories and and thoughts of these people helped them to defeat. Um, who was you know uh, Feeney was able to tap in because Eric left the tower. Feeney was able to tap into the the power of creation itself. Um, it was practically a god, and then they defeated the seven of them. Defeated him with the power of friendship uh, and the memories of their loved ones. And now their loved ones are here celebrating Corey and Topanga's mm-hmm. wedding. It really was seven the hard way. It really was. Seven. There's probably an option where it's like it's the seven of us. Do we take the easy route? And then Eric's like, no, it's <laughs> seven the hard way. Perfect. <laughs> we could have taken the easy way so many times. Yes, but this was seven the hard way. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's even like maybe you know Mr. Feeney is still watching over them somehow. Maybe he's with Lauren. I don't know. That's um, hard to say. You know, these are just questions we don't have to answer. Yeah, and but it's this really sweet moment of like everyone's watching. Even even God Minkus on top of a tower. Um, it's good. It is good. It sounds good. And I think I think Fine. we did. It. I think we've done it. I think we put every episode in there. We did. We got them all. My goodness, we've done it. I never thought it would be possible. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. 
what a what a wild journey this has been <laughs> from our first first reboot where it's basically just like uh this is just your standard family sitcom dramedy i like that we went we went left and we just kept going left uh-huh we just yes handed ourselves into <laughs> killing mr feeny god <laughs> we had uh we had time loop shenanigans. We had we had the battle of demons and witches. Mm-hmm. We had a murder mystery. <laughs> we had a murder mystery. We had I don't know how many minkuses. Yeah, two an abundance of minkuses. I want more minkuses. <laughs> minkuses all the way down. Just all the all the John Green books titles. Searching for minkus. Oh, searching for minkus. Yes. Paper minkus. <laughs> Um, the um, faults in our minkus. I love, I love having a subtle implication that in all of this, there is a good minkus who became god, <laughs> and like cyclically started the world through this tower, knowing that it would bring his friends happiness someday. That's really nice of him. <laughs> so I, mean, I um, think if I ever somehow received the power of creation, that I would be do nice things for my friends. Yeah. Including start the world that I was born into to make it all happen. Uh huh. What better thing could there be? Um, you know, I just love the idea that in season one of Boy Meets World, we get Minkus, and then he's not in the rest of the series, and we just decided to make him God. <laughs> That's just the power of uh, fan fanship. <laughs> we decided to make him God, but also. One of the main villains, but also a murder victim. Mm-hmm. He's the everyman. <laughs> Literally, we had any problem. Minkus is the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what do you guys at home think about our reboot of Boy Meets World? Where would you cast Minkus? Um, Could everyone be just Minkus? Yeah. Could Feeny have been a Minkus? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Uh. What did we? What did we miss? What did we forget? What did we leave out? Let us know. Where did we just really beef it? <laughs> Nowhere is the answer. Yeah, um, we we didn't because I is was. Is there anything you would do differently? Um. Let us know. You can reach out to us on Instagram at BG World Fever. Mm-hmm. Pretty active about checking that these days. Um. Or you can be like Justin Silva and send us an email. <gasps> he did. He did. Um, what a pal. He said he was listening to the latest episode today. And um, he's in agreement with pretty much everything, but there's one thing he strongly disagrees with. Um, the whole Amy and Alan not being good parents thing. Um, I'm willing to defend them through a lot. The heel would even come out uh, onto the show in all my royal glory and defend the notion that they were good parents um you guys were going strong i didn't have a reason to powerbomb you but this might just be one reason oh no i don't <laughs> want to be powerbombed um i wouldn't get powerbombed once just yeah if you're gonna get i'd do it over this um i think this is in reference to our decompression episode um mm-hmm. and said that was the misconception that people seem to have yeah you know, I understand this, um, and I want it to be true as well, but I just think the evidence is against you here. I mean, even, you know, I think Justin um, also wrote in that he thinks we were being hard on Alan, 
in the in the house episode and, and maybe i still think like you know as someone whose parents never really helped him with anything like i still think like help your kids mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know and you know, um people have said and tanya said like they weren't asking for help they were asking for a handout i'm like yeah but you can still offer help with a handout um but even if you leave that but um, leave that aside i don't think in an episode to episode basis the show is kind to amy and alan mm-hmm. especially uh, alan yeah especially especially alan um i think in later seasons he just becomes a dumb like me want sex but me can't get sex because woman withholding all um I think that becomes kind of one of the main jokes. Like you're sleeping on the couch tonight, Alan. Mm-hmm. Um, you that was know a good the, impression. what? That was a good impression. Thank you. Um, you know, I wish that the whole like him wanting a new career thing was more nuanced. Um, though I do like Amy and Alan in those episodes. Um, I you know when she buys the the store for them, I do like it. Um, but I, I really struggle with the last episodes of season two, where in one episode he's like, Sean, you're welcome here anytime. We'll make it work. And then, like, is he gone yet? This is so annoying. He drinks milk straight from a carton, and that's terrible. It doesn't work the kind of clothes we want him to. Shut up. <laughs> um, and, and, and I am particularly sensitive to that. Like we said, I've had a lot in my life of people saying, like, oh, you're family, and then realizing that there's, like... You're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me, at least, thinking of them, it's even less that they're like bad parents and more that they're just like non-existent. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't even get the, to be parents because they're just not around. Mm-hmm. The show isn't interested in following that in the same way that it was. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think they are a good idea of parents. You know, I, the switch in season six, do they hate Eric? For some reason, uh huh, it's just one of the wildest things, and paints them in a really bad light. Yes, it does. Um, it paints them in a real bad light, and um, you know, one episode I think that Amy should get a lot of credit for is the creative writing one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, yeah, she's more than a mom. Like, it is a good thing, but you are in your. 19 year old son's creative writing class and you know that why is this what you're writing (laughs) smut like autobiographical smut like okay like she's trying to better herself she's trying to like but i don't think we really like get into that episode and think about it very often like you're making this choice like what, what do you think your son, who you know was in this class, you're, you're not considering him at all? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it, it's one of those things that, like, if... Because what Eric was upset about was her being in the class. If that was the, the whole upset, and that the girl he liked wanted to be partners with Amy instead, then okay. Yeah, Eric's being bad, and Amy's a good mom. But that's not what the problem is. The problem is... She's talking about having sex with her husband, who is Eric's dad, in graphic detail. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. The, the show just is not kind to Alan and Amy, I don't think. Yeah, especially as it, as it continues. Yeah. I, th- I think in the first two seasons, it, 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 it is. But I just think 
the further we get, kind of worse it gets. Yeah, for real. So that's my two cents for that. Um, I hope, uh, Justin, I think I think from a point of view that is not our point of view, Alan and Amy are great parents. Um, but when you do have to think about them episode by episode, I just think they come out kind of bad. Yeah, they don't smell. They don't smell like roses. Um, but I think they're a great idea of parents. Um, I, I love them both greatly. Yeah, they're just flawed people. And aren't we all? Um, but yeah, you could do like like he just did. And send in a message. And we'll talk about it. Um, not a whole lot of opportunities left. So you better get all those messages you've been holding on to. Yep. Yeah, there's really not a whole lot of time left. So yeah, let us know uh, your thoughts. Um, you could eulogize us in a, in a really touching way. That would be sweet. Uh-huh. Or you could roast us, which would also be fine. It's true. Um, you know, I will we, we can take, we can take all comers. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, bgworldfever at gmail.com, um, at the Instagram, at bgworldfever. Um, those are pretty much the only two spots. Yeah, that's basically it. Um, but yeah, let us know. Let us know. Um, we're coming to a close. How are you feeling? So Feeling pretty good. Well, I know you're not asking me. I know you're not asking me. I was asking the listeners. Also, give us a review if you want. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So for one of the last times, not the last, but one of them. So long, uh, world. From all of us here at Bobby's World Fever, so long, world. <laughs> I messed it up. Well, you didn't. I, I did. <laughs> so long, world. So long, world. Thank you.